Hi, mixtresses and mixters. This is Mixtress Ray, and you're listening to What's This Bitch Talking About? A podcast about pop culture, mostly music, feminism, and long rambling existential manifestas of madness from an autistic goth girl. Every episode of What's This Bitch Talking About has a companion playlist, which can be found at the Spotify link in the description of the podcast episode. If you would like to experience the conglomeration of podcast and playlist, every Friday there's a radio show on MixtressRay.com called Mixtress Radio from 7 to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. You may also wish to follow me on the social medias. I am Mixtress Ray on most of the things. And you can also subscribe to my ASMR YouTube channel if you like the sound of my voice and you're into ASMR-adjacent things. Please also like Mixtress Radio's Facebook page where I will post every time I post a new podcast episode, every time I make the playlist from the radio show public, and every time I'm airing the radio show, I also post events to the radio show and stuff like that. So let's get into it. What's this bitch talking about? Hello, Mixtresses and Mixters. This is Mixtress Ray, and you're listening to Mixtress Radio and or the podcast. What's this bitch talking about? So, um, you may notice a diminished sound quality tonight. Not everything, but, um possibly the majority of tonight's podcast slash radio show is going to be recorded with my phone instead of my fancy new voice recorder. So I apologize for that. Um, I had, you know, I had to make a split second decision. Like I don't carry that recorder with me in my backpack at all times. Maybe I should start, but, um, I'm afraid I'm going to like damage it if I do that. But anyway, um, so far, I have remembered to put it in my backpack whenever I leave the house on Thursdays, but today I didn't, so I'm like all the way the fuck across town, so do I compromise my normal sitting in a park and recording for you guys to go home and get the recorder? I ultimately decided, as you can tell, not to do that, so I apologize. This doesn't sound as good as it normally does, but um, it's not terrible. My phone doesn't sound terrible, right? So, um, let me know if that's a deal breaker for you guys. If the sound quality, if you'd rather I just, you know, compromise my ritual and go get the damn recorder, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, vote on that, I guess. <laughs> Um, so I guess it's time to start the evening with the what's up with mixtress, por mixtress portion of the evening. Um, I have had some come to Jesus moments in the last couple of months, but I feel like they're happening more and more often. So I'm going to get to that in a second. First, I would like to um, give some shout outs. I got an iTunes review. So I think I have a total of eight now. Um, most of them are just like someone giving me five stars, which is awesome. I, all of my reviews have been five stars so far, um, which is amazing. There's only eight of them, though. Um, and I've gotten two written reviews, one by my friend Mel, that um, that happened like six months ago. She has her own podcast now, actually, Melody. I still have yet to check it out because the last time I looked it up, it wasn't on iTunes yet. 
and then I forgot to look again, but um, you might want to check it out. I assume it's on iTunes. It's Foley Adu, so that's F-O-L-I-E. A D E A U X. <laughs> I don't know how to spell French words, so don't quote me on that. But she does have her own podcast now with um, a friend or two, and I do still need to check that out. So, Melody, if you're listening, um, don't be mad at me. I haven't listened yet. Um, I need to do that. I need to do that. Um, part of it is not knowing how to spell French things. <laughs> but, um, Okay, yes, so I got another iTunes review this week. I was forgetting what I was doing, where I was, what my name was, all that shit. So, um, my latest iTunes review is from my mommy. So thanks, mom. Um, I am not going to read it because I would have to look it up on my phone, which is what I have to use for my recording device today. And this is like, thanks too much, like, I feel like, it's too much coordination. <laughs> anyway, um, just imagine like what your mom would write about your podcast. That's what she wrote. So um, thank you so much, mom. Um, if you would like to leave me an iTunes review, I would be super duper quadruple. T- so totally appreciative. And um, yeah. So what else is up with me? As far as I'm not going to have like a big library life discussion today. We had our... Um, summer reading meeting I guess last week so we have that meeting once a year to just go over how summer reading is going to go and um, it was different this time because we're going to be at a new library and we're changing some things around and blah 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 because you know new library is an opportunity to like totally shake everything up which is a good thing um, for the most part Um, so I don't really have any library life stuff Um, which I'm sure you're thankful to not hear me rambling about the library specific shit that you guys aren't necessarily privy to if you don't work with me. Um, a couple of, I had a couple of like nice moments. This actually happened a couple weeks ago. I, I tagged Sasha Velour, the drag queen in one of my posts where I was posting a picture of her from the, um, naughty nineties runway look from a few episodes ago on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I posted a picture of her in that look and I tweeted um, that Sasha Velour in her naughty nighty look is my sexual preference. (laughs) And she liked it. Um, So that was just a fun little moment. I have noticed, okay, I need to start a new series that is basic shit that Mixtress doesn't know. Because I'm constantly, like, sharing with you guys when I've realized something that's just, like, so basic. Like, Tuesday comes after Monday. Did you guys know this? Did you know that Tuesday is the day that follows Monday? I'm, like, always... You know that part in High Fidelity? I don't know if it's in the book, but it's definitely in the movie. I think it's in the book, too. Um, But I've seen the movie a lot more times than I've read the book. I've only read the book, like, three times. Anyway... You know that part when they're introducing the character of Charlie that is played by Catherine Zeta-Jones in the movie, um, and she is talking about something, and she says, um, "I guess they're talking about whether or not to ha- whether or not she wants to have kids." And she says something like, 
You know, I never did. I never wanted to. They're just too time-consuming is what I want to say. <laughs> and then there's the commentary from Rob that's like, that's how she always sounds. Like, like no one has ever thought kids are time-consuming before. I feel like I'm constantly doing that thing where I just like... I realized something so fucking basic and you guys are probably all like smacking yourself in the forehead like, oh my God, bitch, you are so dumb. So I have a couple of revelations to that effect today. And one of them is that if you use Twitter, people will see your shit. <laughs> I have lately been like, actually using Twitter to try to promote my podcast and radio show. And I've been um, trying to like follow a lot of people that do podcasts similar to mine and do some of the same sorts of things that I do. And I'm just trying to, I'm trying to connect to people more, which is not my instinct. Connecting to people is not my instinct. So it's it's been a little outside my comfort zone to spend time really trying to do things on social media, but I've actually been getting a response, such as Sasha Valor liking my tweet. Actually, um, the author, Jackie Huba, whose book, Fiercely You, I featured on my last podcast episode, she saw, I tagged her in a tweet and she saw it. And she actually went and listened to my podcast because she responded um, saying, thanks for the honest review. And she was so classy. I It never occurred to me, even though I fucking tagged her, it did not occur to me. Like, it never occurs to me that, like, an author or a content creator is going to hear something that I say about their work. And um, I felt a little... I, well, a lot. I felt bad. I felt bad because I didn't love her book as much as I would like to have loved her book, especially with her hearing my opinions on it. And there was, there is, this is one of my come to Jesus moments of the week that I, I, I mean, I wasn't like awful or anything, but I could have been more understanding and empathetic and diplomatic about the way that I presented my review of her book. And um, so she was real classy about it. She, th she said, thanks for your honest review. And then I replied, thank you for writing the book. And um, your story is really inspiring. And she liked my tweet and that was it. But um, just the concept to me that someone could hear content creators can hear what I say about their work. It can happen. And the more popular my shit becomes, the more likely that kind of thing is going to happen. And I don't want to make people feel bad ever, ever, ever. And I went back and listened to the, the review that I did of her book last week. And I just from the perspective of if I were the author of this book, how would I feel about what this person is saying? This person I don't even know what this person is saying and it it would have hurt me a little bit and I feel bad for that um the thing that I really should have said that I didn't say just really quickly because I don't want to I don't I want to try to move on from it and learn from it and I don't want to dwell on it but um the thing that I really should have said was that that book is designed as a self-help book 
to and sort of a drag primer for people that aren't super into drag or don't know much about it. Um, so it kind of had to be it had to be that. It had to be more of a primer, whereas I'm a person that is heavily into drag and I didn't need all of the introductory type stuff. So I think I was confusing the writing style a little bit in my review of it. And I I think it's so cool that she wrote this book. This is a book that I would have wanted to write, but I didn't have the guts to do it. She did. She's the badass, not me. She has her own drag persona called Trinity, loosely based on um, The Matrix's Trinity. And um, so I, I feel bad that I didn't give her the props that she deserves for for her whole thing that she's doing. She's done TED Talks. She, I've heard her twice on um, a podcast called um, Feast of Fun. Um, I've heard her interviewed twice on it. And she's very intelligent and she's very interesting. And I think some of that got lost in translation into her book. But um, I, I just feel bad that, like, you know, she had to hear a less than completely favorable review from me that wasn't that well thought out. I mean, if it was well thought out, it'd be one thing. So I, I mean, of course, she's never going to listen to my podcast again. But um, if by some odd chance you are Jackie Huba, Huba or Huba, I don't know how to say your name. Um, I, I apologize for not just being more well spoken about my review. And, um, and if I hurt any feelings. I ugh, I hate that. You know, like, I don't want to not be totally um, transparent about how I feel about things, but I also don't want to be insensitive. And I feel like I was a little bit insensitive, and I, I feel bad about that. Um, I managed to not, like, send her a really long thing saying, I'm so sorry if I hurt your feelings and blah, 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 because I felt like it would it might come off as insincere and it might come off as backtracky and all that stuff. And I didn't want to do that. So I think I made the right choice by not doing that. But anyway, um, that was one of my come to Jesus moments this week is that people can actually see things that you tag them in. Duh. Like, I just figured she's a famous person. She's not going to see something that I say. She's not going to care the most that I thought would happen is she'd be like, ooh, somebody's talking about my book. Heart. I didn't think she would listen. And that makes me, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to dwell on it because sometimes I can be insensitive and I don't think about how other people feel about the things that I say. And that's something that's going to be a struggle that I'm always going to have. And it's something that I like to remind people of every once in a while. So here it is. Here's the public service announcement that I will probably make many more times in my creative career. Um, and I have made many other times in the past is that if I ever say anything insensitive and not thoughtful and, you know, something that comes off as cruel please, please let me know if, if I ever hurt your feelings, I want to know so that I can grow 
basically. I, I don't ever want to hurt people's feelings and I don't ever want to be insensitive. So if I'm ever overlooking something or sometimes the way that I say things is just way too blunt and and sometimes it's coming from a place of because I identify a little too much with this Jackie Huba author, um, I, I think I judged her more harshly than I would someone who isn't like me, if that makes sense. I tend to do that. I tend to sort of lash out in a way towards people that I have things in common with. And I'll find, I'll realize later that like, oh shit, I judged that person so harshly because I see something in myself that has those same qualities, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, uh, that is something that I definitely want to know if I ever, and sometimes I just am insensitive. Like, I'm not trying to say sometimes I come off as insensitive, but I'm really not. Sometimes I am. And I want to know when I am being that so that I can, um, see, see a perspective that I'm not currently seeing and, you know, become a better person. I always want to do that. I always want to do that. So always let me know especially the more I get heard, the more people are going to misunderstand because I just, my brain works in a very strange way. So there are going to be misunderstandings and there are going to be times when I'm just an asshole and I want to grow from that. So please let me know. Um, public service announcement, mixtressradio at gmail.com is where you can email me your thoughts on anything. Um, there was another thing, um, someone on SoundCloud had sort of made a snarky comment and I won't say your name, you know who you are. Um, sort of made a snarky comment because I didn't see a comment that he had made like a really thoughtful, nice comment on one of my, um, one of my podcast episodes on SoundCloud and I just didn't see it. It was like, he made this comment like a month ago or something and I didn't see it until he made another comment that was just sort of a, a sarcastic comment. Like, well, thanks for the reply. And, um, and that's when I saw the other comment and I just, I'm really trying to make an effort, you guys, to be a little bit more human and to like actually, respond to people when they send me messages. Sometimes I don't even see them. I am very social media inept. And I am so easily, most of it is just overstimulation. I'm so easily overstimulated on social media that there are often times that I don't see things that are sent to me. So that's why I encourage people to email me because an email is just a straightforward face. Oh, feels like a face-to-face -face interaction with me. It's just, you know, there's not going to be anything else distracting me in an email, you know, except for my own bullshit, you know, just the regular background noise of my bullshit. Um, so I am really trying to like figure out how to be more human. <laughs> so always I would love your input if I am not doing it correctly. <laughs> how to human. <laughs> Help me how to human, everyone. Um, so what else did I want to talk about? Oh my god, I had a super, super high pressure situation this week that wasn't, wasn't high pressure from the person that was asking me to do this thing. 
it was high pressure on myself because it felt like a really big fucking deal. I have um, a coworker that um, recently her dad died and like, I mean, like this last week. And she asked me to, she gave me a list of her, her dad used to be a DJ and he loved jazz and like early instrumental, like Benny Goodman type jazz. And, um, she just gave me a list of his favorite albums and she, they didn't have them anymore because they were lost in the tornado and she wanted me to track them down and like make a playlist. Like she specifically sought me out for my mixtress abilities and um, she wanted me to make a playlist with some of his favorite music on it. And it, it was one of those situations where I was really nervous about getting that right. I have never made a playlist for a funeral before. Like she was going to play it at the wake and probably at the house afterwards and stuff like that. So she needed like a really long playlist with some of his favorite music. And it's, it was all music that I was not familiar with. So, um, the problem solving of how I was going to get the music to her. Cause it was none of it was music that I owned. Um, and they were like full albums of material. So it wasn't like, you know, it was, I would have had to buy stuff to, you know, anyway, just, you guys don't want to know the details of how I did it. Basically I just made a playlist on her iPod on Spotify. And anyway, I, I was proud of myself because I really like I put time and effort into the whole project and I did the best that I could and I I did not sabotage. I did not self-sabotage. Um, I think I did a pretty good job and I hope that it worked out for her. I haven't heard from her yet. The wake and the funeral and everything were yesterday. So hopefully, hopefully that worked out and hopefully... Um, yeah, hopefully it worked out because that was, um, I've never had such a high pressure mixtress situation before. Um, I have almost helped with weddings before, but like I am not. And here is another come to Jesus moment right here. This was a situation where I was given all of the music. So it really like I'm making it into a high pressure situation when it wasn't. All I had to do was track down this music and put it in a playlist in an interesting order and get it to the person on time. That's all I had to do. And I had less than 48 hours to do it. So I didn't have enough time to like, anyway, 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 anyway. <laughs> The other one in my other come to Jesus moments that is something that I'm still working through. And I would actually really welcome your input on this particular topic as well. Any of you that are listening to the radio show right now in particular, I would love to hear from on this matter. Speaking of come to Jesus moments, which is just what I call like, you know, epiphanies or just like realizations that I didn't have before. Um, Ever since I've started the podcast, I think I've mentioned this before, but every time, ever since I started the podcast, I have had significantly, significantly less listeners on the radio show um, because a lot of people have just, they would rather listen to the podcast, which I completely understand. I'm not like, woe is me 
over here. Um, I totally understand. But it has sort of gotten to the point where it's difficult for me to justify the money that I pay for the radio station. So essentially, I don't know if I've explained how the thing works, the pay structure of my radio station, but basically I pay, it's it's $16.99 every three months. So basically it works out to, I think if I remember properly, I don't feel like doing math at the moment, but I think it's $68 a year basically. But the my radio station is free. I just pay for um, some extra features. So what I'm paying for is the ability to be on TuneIn, um, the ability to have higher bit rates. However, I don't use them because when I have tried to use higher bit rates, my radio station goes down and there's lots of technical difficulties. So that part I don't really use. Um, and also I believe the ability to have that little player that's in my blog, I think that functionality would go away if I stopped paying for the premium service for the radio station. So I'm really, my, my dues aren't up until July 4th. So I still have some time to think about this and, and time for you to give me input on what you think about it. Um, basically, I just don't know... I don't know if it's worth it to everyone. Like, um, so one thing I want to know is if you're listening on the radio station right now, how are you listening? If you're listening through TuneIn, I definitely want to know. If you're listening on my website on the little player, I definitely want to know. Um, I think if I stopped the premium service, the way that you would have to listen to my radio station, it would just be one way. You would just have to go to the myradiostream.com slash radio, and that would be um, the only way you could get to it. But I believe... But you can access that on mobile, I think. I don't think that functionality would go away if I stopped paying for the premium service. If it did, that might be a reason for me to continue paying for it. However, I just don't know. And this is, a, this is where the come to Jesus moment comes in. I, I have a lot of listeners to my podcast. More than I thought I would. And it's getting, the numbers are getting better all the time. So thank you. Oh my God, if you're listening to the podcast right now, thank you so much. It's, it's so supremely validating to have people listen to me talk about my stupid thoughts. I love it. Um, it gives me life, children. But, and I actually have, I have a pretty decent, amount of followers or subscribers on my YouTube as well. The thing that I still put a lot of effort into, the thing that I have spent a lot of my life putting effort into is this mixtress thing, is like my ability to put together mixes, my love of music, my need to share the music that I love with the world. That is always been a very important thing to me, but something that, um, to put it the way that RuPaul puts it, paying attention to the universe's stage direction, it is quite obvious that creatively people are more interested in, in the other things that I do than 
the music stuff. So at a certain point, I've got to realize that. And like, I don't know if that means that I should stop doing the radio show eventually, or if that means that I should just keep doing it the way that I'm doing it, but stop paying that premium service. Or maybe I should change the radio show altogether so that it's a completely different animal than the podcast. Um, so I'd be interested to know what, um, if you guys have any thoughts on that, like, do you ever listen to the music, the actual playlists that I put together? Um, I'm going to hate it if that answer is no, but I, I've got to know the truth. You know, I've got to move on and grow, right? I've got to pay attention to the universe's stage direction. Not, not always is the thing that you think is your thing, the thing that actually is your thing. You know, we all have unique shit about us. And it is still odd to me that like my weird ramblings seems to draw people in, but the music that I love to play doesn't usually. Um, I did get um, my friend um, Becky that I work with, she she's told me that she listened to my Buffy playlist the other day and it made me so incredibly happy that she listened to my Buffy playlist. And, um, I just, I love, I love the mixes that I put together and, um, but I am perfectly willing to admit that, um, my taste in music and the things that I decide to put next to each other on a playlist are very, very, very odd. It is not what most people would enjoy listening to. Um, and that was a cold, hard, hard lesson that I learned whenever I tried to DJ. I DJed, how many times did I DJ? I think it was three or four times total that I DJed. But um, I was really proud of the mixes that I put together and DJed. But no one was really into it. <laughs> one of the nights, um, I had some some friends and family sort of humoring me, and we we danced and we had a good time, and it was nice. It was lovely. It was a wonderful experience. If I were to remember only one of my DJ nights, I would want to remember that night. That was um, Devil's Night a few years ago. Um, I wore like a, I did like Day of the Dead skeleton type makeup a very amateur version of day of the dead skeleton type makeup it's nothing like anything you would see on youtube but i tried um and it was a really fun night and we were outside on a patio and it was just a good atmosphere and i mean it was only like a handful of people that danced and humored me and it was a good time but um i'm I had to learn very quickly that like, okay, the thing that I do is not a DJ thing. You know, as much as I would love to be a radio personality and a DJ and all that shit. And the fact that I call myself a mixtress, I'm not going to stop doing that because I make a lot of mixes. <laughs> I'm not going to stop being the mixtress, even if no one but me enjoys my mixes. But, um, yeah, I had to be like, okay, no one's into this. And, you know, I could take that information and learn from it and learn what people are into and adapt and start playing music that um, everyone else would love, but it wouldn't have the same meaning to me and I wouldn't get the same thing out of it. So 
you know, you have to make a decision. Do I, do I try to adapt to what other people want from me or what I think other people want from me? And that's usually a bad decision. Like anytime a creative individual tries to do something that they think um, other people want from them, it usually goes badly. You have to just amp up whatever makes you truly unique. And, um, as I've learned with doing the radio show, I've almost done it three years now. Um, July 4th, when it's time to renew my radio show or my radio station, premium dues, whatever, it will have been three years. Um, and I've loved, loved, loved doing it. And the best times that I've had while doing it are when I get feedback from people saying, you know, me and my mom are listening and we're having so much fun and we're dancing. And, you know, like when someone's actually enjoying the music that I'm playing, that is the best feeling in the world. But ever since I started the podcast, you know, I now have these really, really, really long talking segments. And then I just throw some music on afterwards. And the radio show is no longer specifically a radio show. You know what I mean? So that evolution, I think, has has taken away some of the quality of the radio show. So anyway, I've been thinking a lot about it. Like, what do I need to do? Do I need to do I even have the time to put all of the effort that is needed into the radio station to make it a really cool thing? And best case scenario, it's still radio. It's still something that you would have to tune into at a specific time and people just don't do that anymore. So like, even if I put tons and tons of effort into making it a separate, a totally separate animal, it may not be worth it because I may, you know, not really have that many listeners still. It's likely that that would be the case. So, I mean, like, I guess the question to you is, how do you listen to my radio show if you listen? What would make you want to listen to it if you don't listen? Um, yeah. And, like, you know, if you have been listening to the radio show since the beginning, it's the whole reason that I have a podcast do you think that it has gotten better or worse since the podcast started? I mean, I guess if you're a person that listens to both, you're going to be happy if I make them two totally separate things. I don't know. Um, I guess that's a lot of really strange, open-ended questions, so I wouldn't be surprised if you don't feel like answering any of them. Just let me know your general thoughts on what, you think about the radio show and if you would like it to change, if you would like it to say the same, if you would like it to just stop. I don't know if I'm willing to do that. I mean, basically, the thing that's going to happen, the worst case scenario is I'm going to stop paying for the premium service and it's going to be accessible in less places, so less accessible, but I'm still going to have to do it. <laughs> I'm just going to have to. It's like a compulsion. I don't think I can stop. So um, I don't think the radio show is going to stop. It just might become the free version of the radio show. I mean, it's always free to you, but the, it's going to become the free to me version, possibly. So that was uh, one of my come to Jesus moments lately. I also wanted to give a little bit of an update um, 
It's been a few weeks, but do you guys remember when a bunch of my What's Up With Mixtress segments had to do with me bitching because I didn't have any money and being poor and almost crying because I was so poor? I wanted to let you guys know that things aren't don't feel that dire to me right now. Um, the first couple months after I paid off my car, I had so much other stuff that I needed to catch up with and deal with that it didn't feel like I had that extra $300 a month, you know, but it has gotten better. It, um, I am more comfortable now. I, I can get groceries more often. I still, I mean, I still have to count everything, but I am to a point now where if I like want if I want something that's like 50 bucks or 100 bucks, I can save up for a few weeks and I can get it. I I really, another come to Jesus moment, I really sat down one day and like made a list of like, what are some things that I can cut out to save money? Um, what are some things that I can do to make money? And I really sort of turned the whole thing around on like, you know, I still blame the man for a lot of my financial difficulties. There's no fucking reason for me to be as broke as I am with as hard as I work. But I also have some culpability in these situations as well. And there's a certain amount of like, I was just allowing myself to be very, very depressed about how broke I was. And, um, which, I mean, it sucks. It sucks when you feel completely destitute. I, it's a little easier for me right now. And I, and part of that is because I took some responsibility for what parts of it, you know, it was like the serenity prayer of financial woes. (laughs) I took responsibility for the things that I can change. And I accepted the fact that there's a lot of that shit that I can't change. And the wisdom to know the difference, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's what's up with Mixtress. I, um, I'm trying to evolve as a human in many different ways, and hopefully, um, I have a, I have a dream now. I think I said it last week, possibly, or I just wrote it in my journal or something. I don't know. Maybe I told you guys. Maybe I didn't. But um, I think my ultimate dream, and as soon as I said it, so I think I did tell you guys, as soon as I said it out loud, I knew that it was true. My ultimate goal in life is to redo my bathroom and have a claw-footed tub. (laughs) I'll never shut up about that. Um, Which is probably never going to happen, actually. Like, let's just be honest, because... I'd have to have a lot of extra money for that to happen. Um, But you never know. It could happen. So my ultimate goal in life is to start making enough money with my creative pursuits to not only get that claw-footed tub, but to be able to go back to being a page at the library. Like, I still want to work at the library. I don't ever want to stop working at the library, but I want to be a page because pages, they shelf books. They don't have to deal with people that much. They get to do, like, the physical work of shelving books, and it's a very uncomplicated 
physical job and that's the type of thing that I really like the most. And if I could make enough money with my creative things um, to do that and still have the bathroom of my dreams, <laughs> then I think I would be good. I'd be all good. All good. So that is that. Um, that's how I'm doing right now. I think I, I think I mentioned everything that I was going to mention about that. So what are we going to listen to right now? Oh, uh, duh. It's time for the dance music of the night. So let's do that. Let's do 30 minutes of dancing right now. If you're listening to the radio show, if you're not, then you can check out the Sestra playlist and the first little chunk of songs are the dance songs and you can dance right along with us in spirit. Hello kittens and cats. Guess what? It's my brother Sagan's birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday Sagan. Um, I am a little confused about if your party is tonight or tomorrow night. I'm hoping it's tomorrow night on your actual birthday because I got to do the stupid radio show because the last two weeks I've had to have it at a weird time and it just totally fucks up my shit. So maybe I'll be, maybe I'll be able to come out after the radio show is over at 11 o'clock. So hopefully I've cleared that up with you by now, which day is your actual party? Because Facebook says Friday, but I feel like when we talked about it, you said it was Saturday. Anyway, no one cares. No one cares except you and me. I'm having a personal conversation with my brother right now that other people can hear. Anyway, Sagan is, if y'all don't know, he has been a guest on my radio show slash podcast several times and we were supposed to record something about Romeo Romy and Ju Romy and Michelle's high school reunion this week because it's the 20th anniversary of their of that movie this week but we just couldn't fucking work out the timing quite yet maybe we'll do it a week late um but I was trying to think on the radio show what music do I want to play for Sagan Sagan likes a lot of music that I don't like, and I like a lot of music that Sagan doesn't like. The Venn diagram of music tastes that overlap with me and my brother from another mother, Sagan, I feel like that list is maybe kind of small, but one thing that we can agree on is Beyonce. So I'm going to play you a few tracks, two or three tracks from Beyonce's Lemonade. So this will be a radio show exclusive since this particular album, as far as I know, still isn't on Spotify. So you'll be able to hear it if you're listening live to the radio show, but it probably won't be on the playlist if you're checking out the Sester playlist from um, the podcast later from Earth on Spotify through the, but you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, obviously, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play a few, two or three songs from Beyonce's Lemonade, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be awesome, and there's going to be strong language, so get into it. Let's go. Happy birthday, Sagan. Hello, Modes and Depeches. <laughs> No, that one doesn't really work. <laughs> oh, well. Um, 
So I listened to, okay, I'm going to take you through this little train of thought in my brain. Okay. First of all, you guys have probably heard before my opinions on Depeche Mode. Um, they're one of my favorite bands. Their, um, their approach to love songs is one of my favorites. One of my favorite approaches to love songs, which is, um, dark and strange and coming from a very weird, dark, strange, asshole kind of place. I have always pretty much assumed that Dave Gahan, who's the lead singer, and Martin Gore, who's the main songwriter, are total assholes. That's just, that's where I come from. Lyrically, I feel like I know that they are assholes. And I've had big, long discussions on the radio show about that before. Some of them might be lost in time because they might have been before I started the podcast, but it's not like I probably, I won't ever talk about that again. The other day, my mom asked me via text if I wanted to watch um, Dave, or Depeche Mode was on like a late show. I don't, I don't know which late show, probably Colbert. And she was asking if um, I wanted her to save it for me. And I said no, because I'm pretty sure Dave Gahan is an asshole and I don't want to watch him perform. My dad had tickets to, he went to see them in concert once. And I, I don't remember the exact story, but I think like 20 or so minutes were played of the show and then Dave Gahan just walked off stage and refused to play anymore. And that was the show that my dad got to go to. I think he got to see Depeche Mode that one time. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he saw more than that, but um, I think... Let me see. Fun story. No, I'm not going to tell you that, actually. That's personal. 2006. 2006 is why... Is when my dad saw Depeche Mode and he just walked off stage. So, I mean, that was 11 years ago. Um, I think Dave Gahan has gone through a lot of drug abuse and stuff in his life. And um, so anyway, earlier this week, I was like, no, I don't want to watch him. He's probably an asshole. I don't want to watch them perform. Yesterday, I was listening to the album the new album from Depeche Mode that just came out a few weeks ago that's called Spirit. And I was thinking, and that album is, um, I don't hate it. I was able to get a hold of it through Free Gal, which is a service that um, I don't know if they just work with libraries, but um, I have access to it through Kansas City's, through my Kansas City library card. And it's, um, I get to download five songs a week um, for free and Depeche Mode's new album was available through that. If it hadn't been, I don't think I would have bought it, but I don't, I don't dislike it, but the lyrics are like, they're all about like revolution and politics and the shit that we're going through right now. But in my personal opinion, they are, the lyrics are way too fucking on the nose. Like, they're real literal. Like, there's no room for, like, there's no, like, beauty in it. That's just me. That might just be me. That said, so I'm just taking you through the thought, my thought processes in the last week 
concerning Depeche Mode. <laughs> Why have I had so many? Do I always have this many? I don't know. Anyway, then I see yesterday when I'm downloading my podcast, getting them ready for my, I always listen to podcasts during my cleaning job on Thursdays. Um, and I saw that on the Nerdist podcast, they were inter- he was inter- Chris Hardwick was interviewing Dave Gahan. So I was like, okay, sure. Let's see if he's really an asshole like I thought he's been this whole time. And I listened to the whole thing already. I think... I don't think I'm completely wrong about him being an asshole. However, since he's not the main songwriter who I'm probably misplacing my feelings of disdain toward is like a combination of like Dave Gahan's delivery of Martin Gore's lyrics. So together they make up this asshole that he he seemed like an okay guy. He is intensely self-absorbed like there was not really very much room time for anyone else to talk like Chris Hardwick didn't get to say very much it was just basically like put the recorder in front of Dave Gahan and he will tell you his life story kind of thing so I don't think I was necessarily wrong about him being an asshole but it did make him seem more like a human and so I feel a little bad about like I don't know I I direct a lot of my disdain towards musicians that I love <laughs> like why that is even a thing that I do disdain towards musicians that I love towards Dave Gahan and Trent Reznor those are the two dudes that like I feel like in my heart of hearts are terrible assholes and I would not ever want to share a room with them but I listen to their music like all the fucking time so and it's just that I see too much of myself in them like I mentioned earlier every time I have like disdain for someone it is because I recognize something in myself so there's that so um anyway because I just listened to Dave Gahan tell his life story basically on the Nerdist podcast check it out if you want it's the most recent episode as of the 20 what is today the 27th um I started thinking about ooh for the radio show I could play some Depeche Mode songs tonight like do I want to play my top five do I want to play my favorite song from each of their 14 studio albums is that right one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen yep fourteen um what do I want to do? So I looked up their discography. Yeah, are you impressed? I did research, you guys. I looked up their discography. Okay, I got 6% still. That's good. Working on very low battery right now, you guys. And I wrote down my favorite song from each of their albums. And I discovered that it was sometimes hard for me to... It was either... It was one of two things. It was either it was I only recognized one song by title from the album or I had a really, really, really hard time picking just one from the album because the, the albums of Depeche Mode that I really, really like um, are Some Great Reward, Violator, Songs of Faith and Devotion, and Playing the Angel. Those are the four. 
And the others, well, Speak and Spell, I really like, too, their debut. Like, not a lot of people like that album, but I really can listen to that from start to finish. So really, those five are... Is that five? Speak and Spell, Some Great Reward, Violator, Songs of... Yeah. And Play Me Angel. Yes. So those are really the ones that I gravitate towards. Because, like, Broken Frame, Construction Time Again, Black Celebration, Ultra... And um, the last three, 2009, they came out with so- Sounds of the Universe, to 2013, Delta Machine, and This Year Spirit. Those three albums, I could really, with the exception of there's one song on Sounds of the Universe that I really like. But other than that, I could really let go of those last three albums and pretend they didn't exist. So I was like, I don't really want to play my favorite song from each album because then it would be like 14 fucking songs of Depeche Mode and some of them I don't even really care that much. Some of them I had to like do a stretch just to pick one. All of that said, um, Depeche Mode to me is, is, it is a mood. It is a flavor. It is a thing. Like they did some really interesting Stuff And a lot of their music has been so, so heavily covered that, like, if I were to go into my iPod right now and count all of the cover songs, the Depeche Mode covers that I own, I'm pretty sure it would be at least in the 20s, probably more like the 30s. I have a lot of Depeche Mode covers in my life because almost every time somebody does Depeche Mode, I love it. Almost every time. I love it. It can be like almost totally crap, but if it has some of the bones of the original song in it, I love it. I love the um, beats of Depeche Mode, the, the, the rhythm, the, the, the skeleton of Depeche Mode, you know? And lyrically, I, with the exception of these last couple of albums, lyrically, I really like Depeche Mode for the most part. Sometimes they get in a real creepy place. And I'm not talking about Master and Servant. I'm talking more like Little 15 creepy. You know what I'm saying? Um, So anyway, what I ultimately decided for the radio show Ancestra playlist that I want to play six songs. And I'm going to play them in... hmm, What do we want to do? Reverse chronological order or chronological order? (laughs) So I wouldn't say that these are necessarily my top six Depeche Mode songs, period. But I picked one from each of Depeche Mode's albums that that I like the most. Um, The ones that I mentioned before and Music for the Masses. That is one that I have not listened to as many times, but I do like a lot of the songs from that album. So I'm going to include that here. So I'm not going to tell you which songs I'm going to play. So if you're on the podcast right now, you will have to check out the Sestra playlist to see what my favorite songs from each of the Depeche Mode albums I just mentioned are. (laughs) Like, I always pick like the longest way to say something. Like, why do I do that? Like, It's such the opposite of when I'm in person. Like, if I see you in person, I will pick the shortest possible way to say something. I will say, like, three words. 
But here, when I'm by myself talking to my phone, I will say the most amount of words to say the tiniest thing. Anyway, so now I gotta decide. Do I wanna play? So the years that we're looking at here, Speak and Spell 1981, Some Great great Reward, I'm having trouble saying that right now, 1984, Music for the Masses, 1987, Violator, 1990, Songs of Faith and Devotion, 1993, and Playing the Angel, 2005. And I think that one was kind of underrated, one of their later albums, but I really liked that album, the whole thing. I I remember I was in college at the time. It was the year that I went back um, for real, Um, and I listened to it a lot that year, just walking around campus, listening to Depeche Mode's Playing the Angel. That's that's how I remember that album. So maybe it actually is underrated for a good reason. And I just like it because it reminds me of a certain time in my life. I think even though I usually like to do reverse chronological order for these things, I want to actually go forward in time this time. So if you're listening to the radio show next, you will hear my favorite song from Speak and Spell. So let's do it. Six Depeche Mode songs. What do you guys think? Do you think Dave Cahan's an asshole? Do you have any evidence to support your claim? Let me know. Mixtressradio at gmail.com. M-I-X-T-R-E-S-S-R-A-D-I-O. Here we go. It's time for the feature pop culture of the evening. So, what have I experienced this week? Um... I'm not sure what I'm actually featuring. I'll just talk about the things that I'm doing right now. How about that? I am reading Anne McCaffrey's Dragon Song right now, which is our book club book. um, Suggested by my friend Laura. And I'm really liking it. I'm really liking it. It has, um, it has fantasy. It has music. It has you know, chicks subverting the patriarchy. It's, it's real good. I'm enjoying it. It's, um, for some reason it's taking me a while to get through and I don't know why. I think I've just been like, my attention span has just been too short this week or something, but I'm really enjoying it. And I'm like about halfway through it. So, um, I'm really sorry to anyone that's listening that's in my book club with me because I have the only copy that the library has checked out and I've had it for like a month and I'm sorry about that, but I am going to be done with it in a few days. Um, it's, it's, it's a quick read though. So like, I do feel guilty that I'm like hogging the library's only copy of this book when it's part of my book club and most of the people in my book club like to just check out the book from the library. So sorry about it, but I am going to finish it. I'm hoping to finish it on like Friday or Saturday, best case scenario, but it might take me like through Sunday to finish it at the latest, probably. Um, But that is a feature pop culture. That'll be the feature pop culture, I guess, is Dragon Song. My God, there's a big fuck off crow behind me. Crows are so fucking cool. They really are. They're so big and smart and majestic looking. If I ever have a bird as a pet, (laughs) no, I wouldn't want to have a bird as a pet. 
you just can't domesticate fucking dinosaurs. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, so the other things I experienced culture-wise, pop culture-wise, um, that's about it. I have not been watching TV, which is strange for me. Oh, oh, oh my God, I got to tell you this story. In the further adventures of things that Mixtress should know but does not, because she's kind of not all there, okay? I'm kind of not all there, all right? Let's just get that out there. Y'all knew. Anyway, um, so I subscribed to Hulu. And the main reason, really the only two shows that I watch on Hulu are New Girl and Bones. Um, so <laughs> I basically subscribed to Hulu because of the Deschanel sisters. <laughs> Um, if you don't know, Emily Deschanel, the lead of Bones, and um, Zoe Deschanel, the lead of New Girl, are sisters. If you didn't know. Um, anyway, so the last few weeks, I, I will go on there every few days, and I'll look to see if there's a new Bones episode. Look and see if there's a new New Girl episode. And there hasn't been for a few weeks now. Um... So the other day I looked them up to just be like, okay, when is this show coming back? Are they on hiatus right now? Is it like, is the season over? Like what's going on? Despite the glaringly obvious fact that the last episode that aired of Bones is called The End in the End. And I did know that fact. And I did watch it when it aired, you know, a couple days later. Despite all of that evidence, I I even knew that this was the last season of the show, that they were going to end it this year. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that the show was called The End in the End, and I watched it. Despite all of that, I did not realize that it was the last episode of the entire fucking series. So there's that. I looked up New Girl after that because I'm just like laughing so hard to myself that I'm almost in tears because of how stupid I am because I didn't know that. Like, it was obvious they were like tying up storylines. It didn't make it like super duper heavy. Like, it didn't really feel like the last. It felt like it was the beginning of the end to me. Like, it felt like there was going to be a few more episodes, but that there were, but that they were starting to tie things up. It didn't feel dramatic enough, and I thought they were going to be dramatic, but apparently they decided not to be dramatic. They wanted it to feel like a regular episode or something. So it was kind of like they were tying up some shit, they were tying up some loose ends, but it wasn't glaringly obvious, to me anyway, that it was the very last episode. So, I'm a dum-dum, Bones is over. Y'all are probably like, yeah, it's been over. (laughs) It's been over, bitch. So I think I've decided that's one thing that I really like about shows that sort of, that are done. I mean, that show was on for 12 seasons. And what is cool about things when they're done is that you get to judge them for exactly what they are because there's not going to be any more, theoretically. You know, they could always come back or maybe they'll continue in comic form or book form or movie form or whatever. But theoretically, Bones is done. And what I like about that is that I have seen the entire series, and I like it. I mean, I think of it as kind of a procedural that you can mostly ignore, but they dealt with some, like, 
actual intelligent topics here and there. They dealt with some social things here and there. They had a somewhat diverse cast. I mean, better than bad, at least. Um, And it was, in general, a smart, consistent, enjoyable show. So I think I would like to own the series of Bones at some point. Um, I'm going to have to wait a few years for like the box set of the entire series to be on sale for like 50 bucks or something, which might take a while for that to happen for 12 fucking seasons. But um, yeah, so apparently Bones is done. And then um, I look up New Girl because I'm like, okay, is the same thing happened with New Girl? It's possible. They don't know yet. Apparently they... New Girl might be renewed for another season, but in my opinion, it has not been that great the last few seasons, so I wouldn't be terribly disappointed if that's over too, but it's possible that it is over, (laughs) and I didn't even realize that that was the last episode of the season that I was watching. I watched it. Another scenario. I literally watched that last episode. It was possibly the last episode of the series. It was definitely the last episode of that season, and I didn't even realize it. Didn't even realize it. Which sucks, because if I had not been such a dum-dum and realized that, like, a week or so ago, a week or two ago, I could have canceled my Hulu membership because those are the only two things that I watch on Hulu and Michael's not watching anything on Hulu right now as far as I know my mom isn't watching anything on Hulu right now. So why do we pay $8 for this thing if we're not going to use it? So anyway, so that's the continuing adventures of things that I should know about that I don't. But yeah, that's really like that and iZombie. I watched the newest episode of iZombie. Oh my god, the last two episodes of iZombie have been like gut-wrenching, man. Gut-wrenching. I think it's good. I think they're doing interesting things. But it's gut-wrenching. Like, they're... Without spoiling anything, they are really putting one of my very favorite characters through the ringer right now and it's making me sad so there's that um of course rupaul's drag race i'm still keeping up with that even though i haven't been giving you guys my full review on it lately it was just making i was just my podcast was just getting too fucking long (laughs) basically but um I'll tell you that the last two episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race have been very enjoyable. Um, The first couple episodes of the season were a little lackluster, but the last couple have been great. And I'm really excited because by the time you hear this, Snatch Game will have aired, which is my favorite episode of any season of RuPaul's Drag Race. It is where they do like a parody of Match Game and all of the um, girls dress as um, as a celebrity to play the show. Um, and it's hilarious. And it is, like I've said many times before, it is when you get to see the um, girls from the women. You know, it's when the clear distinction is made between the front runners of the show and the ones that just aren't going to make it much longer. So I'm so excited that Snatch Game is... I'm, I'm like, disappointed that All Right Mary, one of my, fa- my very favorite RuPaul's Drag Race recap 
podcasts. They're doing like live tweeting during the Snatch Game episode. And I'm so sad because I don't have VH1. And even if I could figure out how to watch it, which I could, I could, I could pay for Sling TV and watch it. I could do that. But it's on during my radio show. Like, there's so many things that coincide with my radio show. I mean, is it a sign? I don't know. But um, if you're keeping track of whether or not I am correct in my predictions for RuPaul's Drag Race, and that'll be the last thing I say about RuPaul's Drag Race. Let me find my list. Um, I have been incorrect the last two eliminations. So I was correct the first two and incorrect the last two. So, um, in the end, I don't think all of my predictions are, I think I was pretty wrong about most of it, at least two thirds of it. So it's going to be pretty comical to look back at this list at the end of the show. (laughs) Um, yeah. If I were to reevaluate this list right now, it would look very different than it looks now. Let's just say that without getting, because you know, if I start going into those details, I won't stop until I've talked for 45 minutes. But, um, oh, um, Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour, which is another good RuPaul's Drag Race um, podcast recap thing. Um, they followed me on tw- on Twitter. <laughs> I don't Twitter. They followed me on Twitter. So if you're listening, um, happy, whatever, (laughs) happy, what? If you're listening, thank you, squirrel friends. That is so cool. Um, I, I love it. I love it. So, um, there's that. Okay. So feature pop culture. What am I going to say? Oh my God. You know what I did? I went with my mom and my Michael and, um, my Sagan's real mom <laughs> and uh and and my nephew Gavin he came so that was cool um he is adventurous he likes to do like weird things with us which I think is cool he's he's a super cool dude you know he's gonna turn out okay I think I think so he gets in a lot of trouble at school but so did I at that age and I think that I I think that he has got something, you know, he's got some star quality. He's got some like something to say. He's got something. He just needs to learn how to hone it, which of course he's not there yet because he's 11 or 12, one of those. Anyway, so we went to see on Sunday Mozart's Requiem. In further adventure, this is the theme of the week of um, basic ass shit that I should know that I don't. So I own a recording of Mozart's Requiem. I have heard Mozart's Requiem. And still, somehow, I was shocked when there were so many fucking people singing. Like, I didn't realize how choral it was. Like, I discovered that I have a fear of live choral singing because when I saw... First of all, that chorus was way too big. It could have been half as big and been twice as good, in my opinion. It was too many people. So when I saw, like, I don't know how many people it was, like 50 or so people standing up there, 
staring at us, getting ready to start singing. I like my heart started beating faster. I was scared. <laughs> I have a phobia of choral singing, you guys. Who knew? Anyway, somehow I had completely forgotten that Mozart's Requiem is basically just a bunch of religious singing at you. It's not like in my mind, it was a symphony. In my mind, it was that moment, that opening moment, that, that violin moment in Lacrimosa. It was just that for an hour and I would have been fine with that. I would have been totally cool with that. In my mind, it was that. But in reality, it was a lot of religious choral singing, which is fine. Like, I actually don't have a problem with it when I listen to it on my iPod. But like, in person, a, a big contribution to this also was that they didn't turn down the house lights. So we're sitting there in this gigantic, beautiful church slash used to be a theater, but is now a church. And um, there's all these people just standing there singing at us, and I, I couldn't take it. I could not take it, y'all. It was not fun at all. I didn't like it. I really wanted to leave, but I couldn't because I was Gavin, we were Gavin's ride, and so if I left, then Michael and Gavin would have had to leave, and I felt responsible for their happiness, so I didn't do it, so I stayed, and... But in the future, I don't think I will like to see, would like to see another Mozart's Requiem because I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it was just me, but I really, really feel like the orchestra was half as big as it should have been. And the chorus was twice as big because there were like at least two or three times more people singing than there were people playing instruments and I felt that was an incorrect balance, but that is only my aesthetic choice, so it bears no weight on anything, really. Um, so that was me dealing with Mozart's Requiem, but so that's basically all the pop culture that I've experienced this week. Reading Dragon Song, figuring out that my Deschanel sisters are done with their... Um, their TV shows, and thus I am done with Hulu. Um, and yeah, Mozart's Requiem. I just really like that opening part of Lacrimosa. It's not even the entire song of Lacrimosa that I like. <laughs> it's just that, da -da, da -da, da -da. you know what I'm saying? That part's good. So, how are we going to celebrate that? <laughs> you know how I want to celebrate that. I am, and this is what I did immediately when we got back in the car to leave after Mozart's Requiem. I'm going to play you the Evanescence song, Lacrimosa, which employs samples from Mozart's Requiem's Lacrimosa, but is very different because, you know, Evanescence. I still think it's cool, but it's pretty damn cheesy as well. So check it out on the Sester playlist if you're listening to the podcast or if you're listening to the radio show, then just keep listening, baby. Um, 
I think what I will also do, not only that, but to incorporate the real featured pop culture, which is Dragon Song by Anne McCaffrey, I'm going to play you some songs that I feel like kind of embody the essence of this book. I know that there's actually some sort of music that has been composed to go with this book or something. Laura was telling me about it, and I I don't know if it's like inspired by the book or if it was actually created with the author and is canon or not. I have not heard that yet. I suspect that it would probably not be for me. Um, however, I am open to hearing it, but I think I don't want to hear it until I finish the book. So I'm going to play you some music that I think kind of embodies the whole fantasy, dragons, music element, music that I've been listening to while reading the book, which, side note, another feature pop culture. I have, um, like I told you guys last week, I just reunited with my iPod. And I have been listening to it like nonstop this week. I am so into it. I'm so into just listen. I mean, this is the most simple thing ever, but just listening to a device that does basically one thing. Like it does more than one thing, but all I really use it for is listening to music. And it is just such an enjoyable, simple pleasure to just listen to music, to not have any notifications interrupting you while you're listening. None of that shit. Just listen to your damn music. I love that. I love it. And it sounds great. It's not, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a sound quality downgrade from my Theo, but the other functionality that the iPod possesses is so much better that I the, really the only thing I've missed about the Fio is the click wheel um the wheel on the Fio was an actual movable part like the first couple generations of iPod um whereas the iPod um the little scroll wheel is just a touch sensitive thing and I actually enjoyed the the clicky clicky of the physical movable wheel on the Fio but that is literally like, even the sound quality difference is a small enough difference that I don't really notice now that the FIO isn't there for me to compare. Um, so that's really the only thing I've missed about it. My God, a lot of people are driving by right now, ruining my radio show slash podcast. Apparently this isn't the, the spot that I discovered last week. I'm at that spot right now. And it's beautiful. I'm looking at like trees and, and park and awesomeness. And like there's no one in my immediate view, but people keep driving by on this damn road. Like it's a road. <sighs> anyway, so um, all that is to say I'm very happy to be reunited with my iPod. So I have been listening to it constantly. And if you want to hear a lot more than you probably want to hear about my iPod. I um, had a one of my subscribers on YouTube left me a comment asking me to do a what's on my iPod video. So like 
I recorded one yesterday. It's an hour and 20 minutes long, and it's just me like showing off all my playlists, um, scrolling through all my artists and all my albums, and it is fucking long, and I was uncomfortable the whole time. That's the behind the scenes there, <laughs> because I had to sit in a really weird way in order to make that video work properly. And um, also there was a little piece of fuzz stuck in my fingernail because I had just painted my nails. I think it was like a little dog hair. It was stuck there almost the whole video and I didn't notice until it was almost over. And that annoys the shit out of me. It's like this big long video of a close-up of my fucking thumb scrolling around my iPod and there's this little hair. <laughs> and now you're gonna notice it. You're welcome. Anyway, if you want to check that out, it's my most recent um, video on YouTube. I guess this is a good time to to segue right out of this shit. So I'm not gonna have... I guess I'm not going to have an album of the night. Or am I going to? What? Hmm. What do I want to do? Okay. Here's what's going to happen. If you're listening to the radio show, I am, um, I'm going to play, uh, <laughs> let's just stop this right now stop this weird train that I'm going down because this is not the end of the show. This is just a feature pop culture. So I will come back to talk about the album of the night. Right now, I'm just going to play the songs that I just mentioned. I'm going to play Lacrimosa from Evanescence and then it's going to go into a few two to five songs that I feel like sort of embody Anne McCaffrey's dragon song thematically for me. Um, this wouldn't be the type of music that is actually played in the book, but for me, it makes a good soundtrack to reading the book. So that's what you're going to hear right now. If you're listening to the radio show, if you're coming from the podcast, check out the Sester playlist. The link will be in the description notes as always. Here we go. Hello, mixtresses and mixters. This is Mixtress Ray, and you've been listening to Mixtress Radio and or the podcast, What's This Bitch Talking About? So it's time for the album of the night. So let's just get my um, business bullshit out of the way first. It's time for business bullshit. <laughs> I need jingles. Do I need jingles? I don't know. People do that. Should I do that? I don't know. Anyway business bullshit time. Um, if you would like to check out my YouTube channel, it is, it is called Mixtress Ray and it is basically a lot of like really macro shit. Like it's sort of, it's sort of ASMR. Like I used to call it ASMR. It's basically ASMR adjacent. It's a lot of like boring shit. Like like my most recent video is called What's on My iPod and it's me scrolling through my fucking iPod for an hour and 20 minutes. And that's the type of thing that probably sounds really stupid to about 80% of people in the world. But to me, that is not only something that I enjoy doing, but it's something that I would enjoy watching someone else do. Like I would seriously, I would seriously like curl up on the couch with my headphones on and watch somebody scroll through the motherfucking iPod. I would do it. I would. In fact, I'm going to look that up later today. 
because it's got to be a thing. Um, someone suggested it to me, so it was not my idea, but um, I'm assuming it's a thing. Anyway, so if you want to see that kind of macro shit, that's what my YouTube channel is. If you would like, if you could, please leave me a review on iTunes. If you listen to the podcast, I would really, really, really super appreciate it. Um, let's see. What else do I got? Um, my website. Um, I don't plug that. that I guess I mention it, but I don't really talk about what it is that often. It's basically just a blog spot. Let's be honest. It looks like it was made like 10 or 15 years ago. And I like it that way. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it is. It's basically a blog. And I try to post every every time I post a new podcast um, or a new YouTube video, I try to post on there. Um, I don't usually just do straight up blogs that often anymore. But, um, but I do try to keep up to date with all of my creative pursuits. So if you want to see when that stuff goes out there in the world, it's usually there. So that is mixtressray.com. And that is also, you can find all the links to my social medias, to my mixes on Spotify, to my mixes on YouTube, to my, my radio show. There's a little player um, to listen to my radio show directly from there. You may be listening to my radio show directly from there right now. If you are, awesome. That is so cool. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, and I would like to definitely say thank you. Thank you to my peeps. You know, I have some people that, Denise, you listen to this radio show almost every week. Laura, you listen to this radio show almost every week. My mom listens to the podcast sometimes multiple times, I think she has said. <laughs> and she's always like arguing with me about things, which I love. My Sagan listens to my podcast every week, and I love that. And he's sometimes on my podcast, which I also love. Um, I've got some peeps. Humanoid, you always comment on my SoundCloud and, um, and my YouTube. So Humanoid actually, um, I think, possibly discovered me through YouTube. But um, you are someone that is... I mean, like, if I were to, like, sit down and think to myself, okay, who are my fans? I would have, like, a handful of people from my personal life that also seem to enjoy my creative pursuits. And then I would have a handful of people I would think of right off the top of my head. I would think of Humanoid and I would think of Denise. So thank you to the two of you. You are my featured... Um, mixtresses of the week. Can I call you both mixtresses? I actually don't know the gender of humanoid. I assume from the profile picture that I have seen that humanoid is a man, but I don't know. Maybe that's not even a picture of humanoid. Maybe it's a picture of someone else. I don't know these details. Whatever, you know? Gender. Let's not talk about that right now because that's a whole can of worms for me. <laughs> gender. Gender performance. Um, now that I've said gender performance, let's talk about the album of the night. You guys know how to find me, right? Mixtress radio at gmail.com. 
Mixtress Ray is where all my social media things are. Um, and also, MixtressRay.com is where like all of those things are conglomerated into one little area. So, um, yes. Oh, uh, I guess I could tell you, um, if you want to donate to this podcast slash radio show, I would love, love, love to use any of those funds to put back into my creative things and make things even better for you guys. So if you would like a personal message, send me five bucks on PayPal. If you would like a business type message, send me 10 bucks on PayPal. And the way that you can do that, there's a donate button on my website and there's also the link paypal.me slash mixtressray and that's M-I-X-T-R-E-S-S-R-A-E. So now that all the business bullshit is out of the way, it's time for the album of the night and I actually am not going to tell you what the album of the night is. In honor of the fact that I have been just so into my iPod lately, just listen to my iPod classic all day, every day, I am going to, and one of the things that I like, one of the features of the iPod um, that I like is that you can put shuffle mode on albums. So there's a shuffle songs mode and there's a shuffle album mode. And that is really, really fun because then you can, if it, once it shuffles an album, like it will play the entire album from start to finish in album order and then it will shuffle to the next album. And um, of course it also considers like if you only have one song from an album, then it'll play that one song. It won't discredit it because it only has one song, but... I like that album shuffle mode exists and I've been using it lately. So what I'm going, going to do is I'm going to go home. I'm going to shuffle album. I'm going to do the album shuffle mode on my iPod. And the first decent album, f- full album that it shuffles, I'm going to play for you guys. Like, I'm not going to leave it completely up to chance because... There are some albums that I have that just would not translate well into playing the entire thing for you guys on the radio show. So I am going to be a little bit selective if the first album that comes up is like Kitty Spit or something, which I do have that entire album, but I don't listen to it as a whole, as an album, and I don't think it would probably be enjoyable to that many people. Um... (laughs) I will skip that, but, um, I will, um, you know, I won't get too selective with it. You know, like I won't skip like 10 albums till I get to a good one. I'll, I'll play you one of the first, like five, one of the first five. That's a full album that it shuffles. I will play for you guys tonight. So I don't actually know what it is as of this moment. So if you're listening to the podcast, you won't get to know what it was. It was on Friday's radio show. I mean, you'll get to know if you look up the Sester playlist, but I'm not going to tell you right now because I don't even know. <laughs> um, God, like the longer I talk, the more serpentine I get. I've been sitting out in this park for like two hours now. <laughs> And I've just gotten more and more delirious. Part of that, part of that. Oh my God, you guys. I forgot to tell you. 
you don't care. You don't care. Sometimes I just re- remember that you don't care. Anyway, I hope you have a great week. And um, here's an album that my iPod selected for you. You're welcome. Bye.